welcome to LA Sky Presents Wine and Read. You guessed it, you guys. I am LA Sky. I am the hostess, and I'm also the author of the Today series. And this podcast is going to be me candidly reading to you this series with a glass of wine or maybe the whole bottle because this book is that hot, that sexy, that suspenseful, and you just go need it. So let's dive right in, go get your bottle, and let's turn it Welcome, welcome, welcome you all back to another episode of Wine and Read. Um, So today, you guys, I'm going to be reading chapter 15. Can you believe we're making it this far? You guys, I'm so proud of myself um, for getting these out there. It is a good story. And I know like when I be reading, then I'll go months and months and months and months and months and months and months without reading. I know y'all miss me. On this plan, I enjoy doing this. So, you guys, we all jump right on into it. So, if you are looking for the today's series, if you've been hearing around, like, hey, who is this LA Sky? I've been hearing about you guys, and you want to check out this book, visit my website at la-sky.com. Um, on there, you can find the books. You can purchase it online, or you can also, if you like ebooks, um, click the Amazon link, and you can download the ebook uh, for the complete series it is free for kindle unlimited for um for the first book tomorrow is free for kindle unlimited and all the books in this series are available as paperback as well um so you guys i'm not going to hold you up we are going to dive right on into this next chapter because it's getting good it's getting you know deep like shit you got Olivia's past showing up, um, threatening her, her family is kind of messed up. Like she's keeping it together though. Okay. She is keeping it together, but we're going to see, well, she wasn't really keeping it together because she was just throwing up at the end of the last chapter. Derek's like, <laughs> damn, you okay? Um, so you guys, let's dive right on into it. So we are on chapter 15. Olivia. As soon as I get inside the house, I run upstairs to David's bedroom, dropping my bag on the floor. I cannot stop myself from discreetly crying uncontrollably. I go inside the bathroom and lock the door behind me. I'm in total disbelief that this shit is even happening to me. How? I don't understand. My mind starts going a million miles an hour. There's a knock on the door. Olivia, baby, are you all right? Derek said you got sick outside of work, David says. Damn, that guy talks too much. Yeah, I'm okay. I think I came down with something. I'll be out soon. I have to pull it together. I wipe my eyes and take some deep breaths. Hey, uh, can you make me some tea with lemon or something? Absolutely. You want me to bring it up here? He sounds so concerned and caring. Yes, please. That'll be great. I sit down, resting my back against the bathroom door. Soon as I hear him leave the room, I grab my phone from my pocket and dial Jamie's number. Before she can say anything, I speak. Hey, listen, someone knows. You know what I'm talking about, I whisper. What the fuck? Who? Sylvester. He says someone saw me last. I don't know. I don't think he has proof, just speculation. I rub my forehead. Oh my gosh, Olivia, 
I hear the fear and sadness in her voice. I know, right? We'll talk tomorrow, I say through sniffles. Okay, we'll fix this, she says before hanging up the phone. I am really trying to pull myself together as much as I possibly can, but this is something I can't shake off. I get dressed for bed and continue to play the sick role for the rest of the night so David won't want to talk. I climb into bed, looking up at the ceiling, worrying about what my next move is going to be. Okay, it's hot, so be careful, David says as he hands me the cup. I hate myself right now. Thank you, I sit up to grab the cup and take a sip. Mm, I say because this is some good tea. He sits down on the bed beside me. So how was your day besides getting sick? It was actually great. Jamie came by and met me for dinner. I tell him, that was nice of her. You two have a good friendship. It's rare, you know. He rubs my knee and smiles. He just doesn't have a clue the extent Jamie and I will go through to protect each other. I know. Believe me. (laughs) I do. Do you have any friends besides your staff and Earl? I chuckle. I do, actually. He cusses his eyes at me and smirks. Every other year in the fall, me and a few guys I served with rent a yacht and sail the Caribbean for a couple of weeks. I didn't go the last time they went, but we should go this year. Isn't it a guy's trip, I ask? It started out that way, but, you know, people start having families and falling in love and the group just keeps getting bigger. I think you'll like it. In fact, I know you'll love it. Yeah, I know I would if I'm not sitting behind bars for the rest of my life. Out of nowhere, I start crying. How could I finally get to a happy place in my life to have it all taken away? He would never forgive me for this. Olivia, what's the matter? He leans his body closer to mine. I am having a nervous breakdown right here and right now, losing all consciousness of reality. All I can see is a pair of cold, soulless eyes staring at me in darkness. He's come back to kill me. I feel frozen and I hear no sound. I see no life beyond the darkness. A slap stings my face. I blink a few times and I can see David looking at me. Everything sounds muffled and distant, but I continue my gaze on him, trying to focus. I feel hot and I can feel my heart beating like it's going to pound out of my chest. I start taking deep breaths, then another. This shit isn't helping, so I continue to look in his eyes and continue with my breathing. Finally, I can feel myself start to relax and he is right here helping me through. Olivia, talk to me, baby, he shouts. I'm, I'm okay. Words finally come out of my mouth. It takes me a minute to pull myself together, and when I do, I jump out of the bed. He grabs me by the wrist before I can get far. Uh Uh-uh. We don't do this. We talk about things and figure them out together. We don't walk away from one another, Olivia. You don't understand, David. This can change everything. I can feel another panic attack creeping up. Baby, there is nothing that you can say that would change the way I feel about you. Talk to me, please, he begs. Fuck, I let out a sigh. Okay, but I need something to drink first. I walk over to the corner of the room and pour myself a drink. I take it like it's a shot, and two more after that. 
I turn around and he is standing at the foot of the bed looking at me with tension and frustration in his eyes. I start talking. A year after I met you, I went to this nurses convention in Chicago. At first, I wasn't even going to go, but it was a last minute decision. So I just rode the bus down there because I don't like driving in Chicago's traffic. I still had a couple hours of free time after the convention before my bus was going to depart. So I decided to walk around downtown and do a little shopping. It started raining, I mean like pouring down. So I tried to flag down a taxi and that's when Chris pulled up. Hampton? He asked in disbelief. Yes. He rolled down his window and asked me if I wanted a ride. I told him no, but he insisted and got out and opened the passenger side door for me and begged that I get in before I get sick. And of course, I did like an idiot. He tried to make small talk about my dad and some other bullshit. He promised that he would take me to the bus station, but he had to make a stop first. I didn't know where we were, I recall. I take a breath because this is heavy. I have never told anyone about this, not even my sister, but it feels right to get this burden off of my chest. It was getting dark and the rain didn't let up. You could barely see out the windows. He pulled up to this old abandoned warehouse or something and I told him that I didn't feel safe and that I needed to get going. That's when his whole mood changed. He started calling me a tease and a slut. I tried to unlock the door, but he had them locked and I couldn't get out. I started to panic. And before I knew it, he had backhanded me across my face so hard, causing my ear to ring. Then he gripped my neck so tight I was damn near unconscious. Everything became surreal. The next thing I knew, I was being dragged across gravel and rocks. It may sound crazy to say, but... I promise I can still feel the burning and the pain on my flesh, I explain. I pause for a minute because I feel like this is happening to me all over again. I start to feel cold and nauseous, so I wrap my arms around myself. David walks over and wraps his arms around me, and we descend to the floor. He continued to hold and comfort me. I feel safe sitting in between his legs, but... I can't shake off these chills from the thought of that night. I continue. I was screaming at the top of my lungs, and not one single person fucking heard me. My tears halted abruptly. He punched me in my face. I shake my head and chuckle in my throat, not because this is funny, but because it is just unbelievable that he fucking punched me the way he did. I was in and out of it after that blow. I could feel my blouse being ripped off, and I can remember begging through moans for him to stop. But of course, he didn't. He started lifting my skirt up, and maybe don't. David chokes on his words. I hear him crying, and I feel bad for putting this weight on him. God. He lifts his hand to his face to wipe the tears. I turn slightly to look at him and wipe away the tears about to pour over his eyes. I know this is hard for you to hear, and I'm sorry for making you feel bad. I tell him, Olivia, don't you ever say you're sorry, baby. Ever. You are not making me feel bad. I feel responsible, he says. What? What is he talking about? Olivia, I can't help but feel this way because 
If I was man enough then and made a fucking move, none of this would have happened, he says. David, stop. We can't control the things that happen in life. And even though this was a horrible thing that happened, sadly, it was supposed to. Because it made me who I am today. And back then wasn't the time for us, I say. You're so strong, Olivia. I admire that about you. He looks me dead in the eyes. I want you to finish. He nods. Oh, I intend to, I whisper as I brush my thumb along the back of his jaw. He gently caresses my cheek and I lay my face in his palm. My eyes close and I allow myself to be vulnerable. I inhale deeply before I decide to speak again. Okay, so as I was laying there, feeling him grope me, I remember saying to myself, this is not me. I cannot become his victim. He had to have thought I was too weak to fight back, and believe me, I was. But an angel spoke to me or something and gave me a boost of adrenaline, or whatever you would like to call it, because as he was about to invade my body, I need him in his dick as hard as I could, and I had to get myself up and run because I knew that I had my gun inside my purse. The car door was still open. As soon as I made it to the car and grabbed my bag, he was on me again. He grabbed me by the back of my head and slammed my face into the rocks, and he didn't know that my bag was under me. He started yelling and calling me all kinds of names while he was lying on my back. I could feel him trying to force himself inside me. I was able to get my gun out in time and rolled over on my back so fast he didn't have a clue. I just started shooting until my gun was empty. His body fell on me and I lay there panicking and screaming in shock. I pushed him off and grabbed my shit and ran. I didn't stop running and the rain never let up. I called Jamie because I didn't know who else to call. I walked into this little hole-in-the-wall bar and cleaned up as much as I could and waited. I threw on my jacket so that I could cover up my ripped top and the blood on my clothes. She showed up like three hours later and helped me get rid of the gun. But when we returned back home, I had to tell my family that I was attacked and robbed. I didn't want to make a police report even though my dad was adamant about me doing so. I pleaded with him not to and to just let it go because... I knew that it would all be a lie. My parents knew that I was severely traumatized because of it, so my dad had me in therapy for years, and it did nothing because it was all a lie. I never even told my sister what really happened. I feel so relieved to finally get this off of my chest. No one never knew about that night except for me and Jamie. Well, that's what I thought. What do you mean that's what you thought? His look changes to that of anger, and his nostrils begin to flare. This guy I used to date, the one you saw me with at the expo, he approached me a few days ago and again tonight. What? A few days ago? And tonight? And you didn't think I needed to know this? His face frowns up, and I can see that he is definitely pissed. David, I didn't want you to know because I thought that he was just talking shit the other day. He kept saying, I'll be seeing you. But at that time, I thought he was just trying to get back with me or something. Then tonight, he shows up at my job. Wait a fucking minute. He stands up. So he threatened you 
and made a promise of that threat by popping up at the hospital. He starts pacing and rubbing his hand up and down the side of his face and over his beard. Tell me exactly what he said and who the fuck he is. He speaks through a growl. His name is Sylvester Harris, and he said he would be representing Dante if my dad doesn't give him $10 million by the end of this month. Then he said that someone knows that I was the last person to be with Chris that night and that I would be spending the rest of my life in prison. I don't even know how any of that is even possible. Something just doesn't feel right about all of this. I stand up and begin pacing myself, damn near losing my mind. Oh my God, he shouts. I'll be back. And I don't want you to go anywhere without me ever again. And you're moving in whether you think it's too fast or not, Olivia. This is fucking crazy. This motherfucker approached my woman and is now blackmailing her? (laughs) Nah, nah. He is pissed. David, there is no way I'm going to be stuck up under you every day. I have a job and I'm not going to walk around in fear. I try to explain to him. His glare is intense and burning through anger. What are you talking about? You're already walking around in fear, Olivia. This bitch got you throwing up and shit. You having panic attacks and you think I'm just going to sit around and let this happen and not do anything? Come on now. You should know me better than that. Because I would never just take a step back, especially when it comes to you. David, I am not about to move in, I tell him. Why are you fucking fighting me on this? He shouts. I don't understand why you won't let me protect you. He looks confused. Because, I look dead at him, because that's a choice I choose for myself. I can take care of myself, and I don't need you telling me what I should or need to be doing. I yell back at him. How did the mood just shift like that? One minute he's caring, and in a quick snap, he's back to telling me what I'm going to do instead of asking. I walk towards the bed, bypassing him, and climb in. Look, we'll talk about this later. I'm exhausted, David, I say. It is later because you said that shit earlier today. And it's really nothing to even discuss, Olivia. I mean, come on now. This shit is serious and you talking about you need to think? He yells out of frustration. I pull the covers up to my shoulder and turn on my side and stare out of the bedroom window into nothing. Just a thin streak of gray cloud passing on by and the night just seems lost. My brain is full. I don't think that I can take any more. Olivia, he says firmly. He can't just shut up. And I've had it. What? I shout. I sit up like a crazy person and turn towards him. You know, it would be nice if you asked me what I would like instead of fucking telling me all the time. I said I would marry you. And two seconds later, you tell me that I'm moving in. I mean, come the fuck on, David. This is a lot. You're a lot. I'm stressed the fuck out. I literally just told you that I fucking killed a man. Not a cat, but an actual human. And let's not forget, I'm supposed to be planning a wedding that you're giving me no time to plan. I'm tired. My head hurts. And you're fucking crazy. Do you know that? I don't mind you taking control. But don't just start trying to take over who I am. Now, please. I want to go to bed, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, if that is okay with you. I shout. I lie back down. And I'm not asking either, I say in a stern tone. 
He stands at the end of the bed with a blank expression on his face. Fine. Take your stubborn ass to bed and I'll see you in the morning. He turns the lights off and, for the record, you didn't kill a human. And he walks out of the bedroom. I roll back on my side and look out into the blackest ass night I have ever seen. It's crazy how things can go from being calm to fucking horrific in a matter of seconds. I close my eyes and pray that tomorrow will be better than today. Well, you guys, that was the end of chapter 15. Oh, they had their first, like, argument. <laughs> it's like, damn, David was like, you know what? Who is that motherfucker? No, shit, I heard that. Go get him, David. Go get that ass. Okay, I'm rooting for David. Go get that ass. Olivia, let that man protect you. But this is what y'all gonna see, man. Olivia be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. <laughs> She's still all in her. This is my ride. Okay, you guys. So that was chapter 15. That was fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And you already know what I'm about to say. Hey, hey, everybody, stay safe. And stay blessed and take care of one another. Let's love one another, okay? Until the next time. <laughs>